We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am Steve Perhatch. We've got everybody here tonight. We've got Dusty Evely. We've got Sarah Kelleher. The Bucks game is on, so I'm going to not be paying too much attention. Sorry, guys. This is all on you tonight. <laughs> we are in the fourth quarter. Bucks are up by one, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm a little uh, tense. I'm a little distracted, but we will uh, we will press on. First and foremost, Sarah, how was Las Vegas? It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had never been there before, so I had like a picture in my head of what I thought it would be, and it was pretty similar to that. There was <laughs> some crazy people, lots of people like trying to sell you stuff on the side of the street, stuff like that. But we went to a few shows, and we went to a magic show, which was like um, Matt Franco. He won America's Got Talent in like 2014, I think, and it was super cool. And it was like interactive based on like the audience. And then we went to the Grand Did you get paid for anything? No, I didn't. Magic shows are I, like magic I get, shows and comedy shows. I always want to be near the front because I want to be involved with the show. Really? And my See, wife wants nothing to do with that. That was thing. me. I didn't raise my hand for anything because like I'm afraid that they're going to like brainwash me or something. So I'm like, <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. I'll just watch. And we went to the Grand Canyon, which 
was awesome, but everyone in my group, especially this one woman, stressed me out so much because she was getting so close to the edge. And I was like, we are not all going to make it back. Like, I really, really thought that there, we weren't all going to make it back. And it was really really beautiful but i was getting stressed out because she wanted to like climb on the rocks that were like right next to the edge and take a picture and my boyfriend was like taking all the pictures of her because she kept asking and he was like oh my gosh like i thought she was gonna fall over and i was gonna have to like pull her back and i was like no she would have grabbed you with you like taken you with her so that was very stressful but it was fun and then we went to the beatles show which i know uh, by the way welcome to being a parent <laughs> go to on anything like that you're just constantly stressed out like oh my god stop doing that no don't do that no don't do that that uh, i guess is how i felt my mom and i at many points were like covering our eyes because we legitimately thought that this woman was going to fall off the side and it was really scary because there had there have been some like recent events of people like falling off and so they had a lot of like extra like security and like we're yelling at people to like go back and like it was just a little stressful but it was so that is a new thing in America where you die trying to take an amazing photo mm-hmm. with your yeah, selfie, which is photo, photo. So. Well, we're glad that you're back and alive. And didn't die taking a selfie. Mm. Um, so we got it. We we don't have a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I can't. I can't BS you guys. We don't have a lot <laughs> to talk about. There is nothing going on uh, with the Packers right now. There. So we we've come up with a few topics. But before we even get going. Um, Aaron Rodgers was in Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Be, I, I, well, I will not do this because I, I already I yeah, already crapped, leave it alone, I already crapped on the Beatles. I'm not going to crap on Game of Thrones because everybody and their mother watches Game of Thrones. So uh, my question is, what the hell is Aaron Rodgers doing? Why is he not focused on the season? Uh, like this, <laughs> this already bugs me that he's not concentrating on the new play. Like he should be locked in on the new playbook. Uh, guys, what do you think? Is I mean, am I right? I mean, I'm right, right? Listen, he's out there running around getting torched by dragons and and not studying. <laughs> I mean, I thought this guy was a leader. You know, I just also I, which scene was he in? I don't know. I saw like four different scenes. Yeah, like, I, oh, saw I just people saw people arguing about it. They were like, "This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers." I'm well, like, "Well, which my, one is it?" My favorite one. It was the first one that came out. I can't remember who did it. It's probably Pat McAfee, but he was like, "Hey, here's Aaron Rodgers in this picture here with the archers," which. I could kind of see for the profile, except that Archer yeah. didn't have a beard, and Aaron Rodgers clearly has a beard. Like even in like the, oh. when, he, when he, there's a picture of Aaron You're Rodgers right. like in his costume or whatever, and he's like, "Hey guys, thanks for letting me be on Game of Thrones and get burned alive or whatever." The You're devil right. he said on Instagram, um, he has a beard in that picture. So You're unless right. they took the beard out, not Aaron Rodgers. So, and there was another one where he was running down an alley and got torched. torched. Um, I saw that. I don't think that was him. I don't think that was him either. The best theory is that it was when Arya um, was kind of walking through the streets that she was kind of – he was in the background kind of helping a woman. Because he did say – I think he did say like, oh, yeah, like one of the scenes he shot, uh, he was like helping a woman and child kind of get off to the side because it was just an absolute massacre in the streets. And uh, so I think he was kind of in the background. I think it was one of those like you you may not have even noticed. It wasn't like a – um, Rob Nickelhenny from uh, from It's Always Sunny getting killed in the first episode. Uh, I don't think he was that prominent. I think he was kind of I'm sorry, in the background. What? Oh yeah, um, um, Mac. Yeah, Mac from Always Mac. Sunny got got a crossbow arrow through the face in the first oh, nice. episode. Of this I season. did not yeah. know that. Him and uh, what's his face? Um, 
Bill from Freaks and Geeks, uh, Gil Foyle from Silicon Valley. They were both like really scuzzed up boatmen, and they got uh, they got murdered by a crossbow this season. That's fun. Yeah, wasn't Ed Sheeran on it a few seasons ago? Yeah, he was on it last season with his big dumb dopey face singing big, <laughs> dumb dopey songs, and then. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, I don't keep pushing through. And then, and then this season, uh, you don't see him again, but they talk about Ed the ginger and how he got his eyeball, like his eyelids burned off by a dragon or something. Um, so they actually kind of kill him, but don't really kill him off screen. But yeah, he's, Ed Sheeran's a dope. He's just a big, dumb dope. Just like singing songs in the forest. He's like, let me sing you a song, little Arya. And like, just get out of here. Get Who asked for you to be here? Get out of here. Yeah, but he has such a good voice. He you does not. That. He does yes, not. he does. No, no. I'm sorry. Apparently, sorry. he's a big dumb dope. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Steve on my side. Yeah, that's correct, Steve. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not sorry. I disagree. Well, you're a millennial, so we don't really believe anything you say anyway. That you know. Yeah, actually, that's pretty close to true. Yeah, pretty close. Mm. All right, so um, there we go. Game of Thrones. Done. Talked about that. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> should be focusing on the playbook. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is stupid. All right, we move no, on. No, no, we didn't. Mm. Oh, no, we've moved mm. on, Dustin. Don't, don't you worry. I, do you want me to get into the Beatles? Because I'll do it. We already went through this last week, and I'm not having this conversation <laughs> with you again. I'm not doing this with you again, Steve. <laughs> so there was actually NFL news. Um, it actually broke this morning. So when everybody is sitting and complaining about the Packers and their organizational structure and how it's dysfunctional. Um, I would say at least we're not the Jets. (laughs) At least we are not the Jets because they went out and fired their GM this morning. Uh, They let him run free agency. They let him run the draft. And a couple of weeks later said, I think we're done now. What the hell? Why? 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 I can't. This does not compute in my head. I will answer that for you. I'm trying to put like this information in my head, and it just spits it back out. I was like, no, this is this this can't. This doesn't make sense at all. There's got to be something else. But it does make sense because it's the Jets. Mm -hmm. No other organization in the NFL could do this, and I would be like, without me being like, that's really weird. But the fact that it's the Jets, I'm like, it's the Jets doesn't really surprise me i feel like they do very dumb stuff like this all the time and so i'm just not really i mean i think it's bizarre but it doesn't shock me well and steve you're underselling the insanity too not only did they fire him they gave the interim gm position for who knows how long to crazy eyes adam gase yeah like it wasn't just they fired that's how i imagine the whole team when they found out what happened that was their reaction (laughs) the the bug-eyed look Mm-hmm. That was going around of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they gave it to Gase. He's already making deal. He's the interim GM. He already shipped off Darren Lee for a sixth round pick to the Chiefs. Like he's already wheeling and dealing. So this whole uh... they legit fired him, and they were like, "Hey, this isn't gonna come back and bite us." Like you know, how much damage could Gase do in a couple weeks until we get a GM in? He's like, "Nope, half the defense. I'm just shipping out the door. I need new offensive players in here." That's exactly what happened. It's a. Uh... It's an absolute disaster, uh, and it's amazing. It's a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, we've we've had all the discussions lately. There's been so much going on about the Packers' power structure and how that's bad. Guess what else is bad? Having Adam Gase as your GM. 
So you're right, Steve. <laughs> could, could be worse. <laughs> it definitely could be worse. So I, I am so excited to see what else continues to go down with this. We did want to talk a little bit of Packers because Bucky Brooks, an NFL.com analyst, wrote a piece about some breakout players that he thinks are going to happen in 2019 under the age of 25, and a notable Packer was on the list. One Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, mm. is on the list. He discusses how you know he was potentially potentially underutilized in the last <laughs> year. Uh, something I would, Dusty and I definitely uh, talked about last year. Maybe slightly underutilized. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's, it jury's still out. Yeah, we no way to know for sure. Survey says. <laughs> this was legitimately, legitimately every time me and Steve recorded last year. Uh, Steve led off with, hey, shouldn't they be using Aaron Jones more? So, yeah, if you want to talk to someone about Aaron Jones... It's, uh, every it's time, one so Mr. Steve Perhatch. Just just wait. Wait till the, the new season comes on. Dusty likes to break down every single passing play for the Green Bay Packers. And even when it was passing plays, I would still continue to ask him, like, why aren't they getting Aaron Jones the ball more? Like, they should be getting him the ball in the backfield a little bit and some swing passes and everything like that. And it, it everybody in the world except for Mike McCarthy saw it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that's why Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job now. Potentially, yes. Potentially. Anyway, so Aaron Jones, he says, you know, he had good numbers in the limited use that he was he was done. Uh, LaFleur likes to implement that run game, and he should be the lead back out of the three. I mean, for, for all of us, it's an obvious pick as to an under-25 guy that, that should have – that could potentially have that breakout year. Well, do you guys want to add something to that? Because, I mean, for – you know me. It's, I've been beating this drum for for over a year. This is a this is a very obvious thing to me, but I, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, the only thing to hold him back this year is is health. Uh, I think the floor with um, you know just his his talk multiple times about you know marrying the run in the pass game, and you just see what was what he did with the running back in both L.A. and also in um, in Tennessee last year. It, Aaron Jones is a perfect fit for that system. So the the only thing holding back is health. Uh, if he if he gets on the field, I, I mean, there, I, I think we talked about this last week, Steve. Um, I think they are going to split the load a little, um, but I but Jones is still going to get more carries than the other two. Um, and when he touches the ball more, he's going to do very good things. So yeah, I mean, provided he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that he's not going to have a monster season. Yeah, we did. We talked. That was one of the big things we said as well. Was that. There's no running back in the world that should be getting every touch. Not even right. Le'Veon Bell. No, nobody in the world. But when you have like these three guys that you have, the major, like the the bigger share needs to be going to Aaron Jones when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Correct. Yeah, and I think kind of like what we've already said when we saw this, and any other you know people that follow the Packers or write about the Packers talk about the Packers, it was like this was a no brainer. We've, like you said, Steve, have been saying this for a long time, and I think just like you said, Dusty, as long as he can stay healthy, it will be another great and even better if he gets more touches year for him. Exactly. So this this is going to be fun. Uh, came out today uh, that Colin Cowherd has made a couple of statements about Aaron Rodgers, and I, while we were looking for topics to talk about, I floated this to you guys and. 
you both kind of erupted and briefly quit the show. Me and Sarah almost (laughs) spun off without you. I'm so sorry that I wanted to talk about something because Colin Cowher has been famously all over the board on Aaron Rodgers. He said he wasn't elite, said he is elite, um, said that, you know, it's over. And now he has come out and said uh, in the last clip from his show, I believe it was actually today, that people should not be sleeping on Aaron Rodgers. And they, uh, they are actually a Super Bowl sleeper in his mind because – for the last two years, no, no, wait, wait, eighteen months, eighteen months. <laughs> they have been quietly amassing young talent on the defense and actually giving themselves a shot at competing because they have this young, affordable defense with Aaron Rodgers' large contract. I just, I'm going to open the floor to you guys because I know you have some some huge takes on Colin Cowherd. I tried to tell you that I, I met him earlier and he was a nice guy and that did not fly very well with Dusty. So you guys just take it away. I'm going to watch the Bucks game. I'm going to let you guys just rip on him and I will, I'm, I'll be listening. Believe me. I think a lot of what he says is just kind of says it to say it. And he has some hot takes and he kind of just does it for clicks sometimes because like Steve said, one day he's saying Aaron Rodgers is elite. The other day he says he isn't. And to be honest, I don't think anyone in particular was sleeping that hard on Aaron Rodgers. Like, were they sleeping on the Packers? Maybe a little bit heading into this season. But Aaron Rodgers was unhealthy for pretty much the whole season last year. And I think everyone that follows sports in general knew that. I mean, we saw what happened week one. We saw how he came back, but we saw how he struggled after that and that that affected the team as well. So I don't think in particular to start that many people were sleeping on Aaron Rodgers that bad. So for him to just come out and say it, I was just like, whatever, this is just another one of his takes to get people talking. He loves to get people talking. Mm -hmm. And I really think it was nothing more than that. All the comments, people were like, you hate Wisconsin sports. Why are you like saying something nice about us? And I was like, well, that's what he wants. He wants Mm -hmm. you guys to come in here and comment that. And I mean, not a big fan. I think Dusty has, little bit of a stronger opinion about this than me but that was just kind of my takeaway from it i think what he said about the packers being sleeper super bowl contenders is kind of accurate i really don't know i think there's a lot of unknowns going into this season still maybe the year after they could be a legitimate super bowl contender once you know they're set in the new offense that some of these new guys, I mean, I think he said in the video, they have seven new starters in the past, specifically 18 months <laughs> on the defense. So once those things get adjusted and everyone finds their niche and finds their role in that, I think they are a serious contender, but right now I'm just not so sure. Yeah, it's, it's a fun clip because it gives you a chance to maybe agree with some points, uh, riff on some stuff, and then also um, talk about some dumb points he made and also um, Dom Capers being bad. So, it, man, really, really just a whole lot of fun stuff to unpack. So, first of all, yeah, he kind of starts off by saying um, that the Packers – he says the Packers are, are sleeper Super Bowl contenders, and he says that because he's talking about Peter King had released his, power, his uh, preseason power ranking list, uh, putting the Packers at 14th. Uh, and so he goes from the Packers are a you know sleeper sleeper Super Bowl contender to somehow comparing Aaron Rodgers to LeBron James because in Colin Cowherd's yeah. mind and I think it was it was strained it was a strained strained connection between them two but I think in Cowherd's mind and um, a lot of other people 
you know, the team goes as far as the quarterback takes them, which isn't necessarily true. If, you, if you're good, it's the quarterback. If you're bad, it's the quarterback. And so basically Coward's entire point is uh, well, there there should be a sleeper because um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Well, and then he kind of talks about the defense. But he kind of puts a lot more on Rodgers than he should because he's Colin Coward and that's what he does. Um, but the big thing I kind of want to – the big thing I kind of want to touch on is um, – so he made a point, and Steve, you've joked about it, and we joked about it ahead of time as well, that uh, he kept saying in the past two years – I mean 18 months. I mean 18 months. And his big point that he kept he kept bringing up this whole time is in the Rodgers era, uh, the Packers have not – and I, I'm paraphrasing here. The Packers have not had – a a young defense this talented um, and this cheap that they have invested this much draft capital in uh, since Rodgers, therefore they will be good. So I went back to the draft. Went back to the draft because why not? That's because not accurate. Because I'm doing fun stuff here. So um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna lop out 2018 and 2019 because Cowherd covered those. Cowherd covered those. Um, in 2017, first four players off the board for the Packers defensive side. 2016. Four of the first five run defense. 2015, three of the first four. 2014, three of the first five. 2013, only one of the first five, but that one was their first round pick. Um, and 2012 was six of the first six. Do you guys want to take a guess at the first or the last time the Packers took an offensive player with Derek their Sherrod. first pick in the draft? That's Derek Sherrod. That's correct, Woo! Steve. In 2011. So in 2011, their first three players off the board were offensive players. It was Sherrod, Cobb, and... Who was the third pick? Mm, Alex yeah, Green. Yeah. It was Alex oh, Green, oh, the first de- first defensive player off the ball. ball. So oh it was Devon God. House. So if you want to go back, and this all, I mean, this tracks, right? Because in 2010, the Packers were the number two scoring defense in the league. They won the Super Bowl. 2011, they stock up on offense, which you know, that's not bad. I mean, I was really, I thought Green was going to be good, and he was not. Cobb was obviously here for a long time, one of my favorite Packers. Uh, Sherrod had that terrible leg break. But it makes sense that they went offense heavy. So in every draft after that, I mean, if you look, and some of these names are horrendous. Like 2012, they led off with Nick Perry, Jarrell Worthy, Casey Hayward, Mike Daniels, Jerron McMillan, Terrell Manning. They didn't take an offensive player to the seventh round. Then you've got Dayton Jones in 2013 as the first player off the board. Eddie Lacy in the second. And then uh, Bakhtiari, uh, Treader, Jonathan Franklin. They went a little more offense heavy, that one. Uh, 2014, Haha Clinton-Dix, Devontae Adams. Kyrie Thornton, uh, Richard Rogers, wow. Carl Bradford, uh, Lindsley, 2015, Randall Rollins. Then you had uh, Jake Ryan in the fourth. Uh, Kenny Clark, 2016, Kenny Clark, Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez. I don't want to keep going through all these. Um, my point is, well, even if you go back to 2017, I am going to go through all these. Even if you go back to 2017, which is past Cowherd's 18-month cutoff, you got Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, and Vince Beagle. The top four picks in that draft were on the defensive side of the ball. So, Cowherd's wrong because the Packers have done this before, but also there have been talented players on this defense that did not realize their potential because of capers. I mean, you've got in that, you know, I named Casey Hayward, but Micah Hyde was taken later during that time as well. So, I mean, you've got these, they have invested significant draft capital in the past. This is not the first time they've done this. In fact, they've been essentially doing this since the 2012 season have been doing nothing, which is why the offense has suffered some because they spent so much on the defense, not the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, it's they are doing it. I do think the defense is going to be better this year because of Petten, but not because of their draft strategy because their draft strategy has essentially been the same for like seven years now. So, again, you get you get to talk about some things and then also say 
cowherds are dumb. It's been very obvious. You ask any Packers fans <laughs> to say like, hey, what's the Packers draft strategy been the past seven years? And they would say defense first because that's exactly what they focus on. It's exactly what they focused on. Uh, it's not just been the past 18 months. It's been the past seven years. So, um, yeah, get, I don't know, get out of here, coward, I guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not, I mean, I, and I think I'm optimistic, but I do think that they are a sleeper Super Bowl contender. I do think the defense will be better this year, not necessarily because of how they drafted, but because of who they have running the defense and now who they have running the offense as well. But the, the idea that they've never spent uh, high draft capital on the defensive side of the ball in the Rodgers era is, is, is wrong on a lot of levels that it takes 30 seconds to check. Um, I don't know, yeah, is that I long mean, enough? The, more, we hit 20 the minutes? more accurate, the more accurate description is they haven't spent high level offensive draft picks. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, you could argue that point. If you wanted to go that route, that makes perfect sense. Except oh, you can't because they didn't use sense. it. Yeah. But uh, um, I would like to, I would also like to point out that the bucks are up eight with 28 points, four seconds left. So I'm, I'm my, my focus is back on you guys. <laughs> I know we we're almost near the end of the show, but uh, I went, I went longer than I intended to because I saw you not looking at us, Steve, and I was like, "We gotta, I gotta wait for Steve to come back." In I was still listening. You got to come on, I am, I am. You know, you don't, you have no faith in me, Dusty. I am very mm. multi-talented. I can mm. refresh my screen because, by the way, this is something I also wanted to talk about. TNT, you suck. Your streaming services are horrible. I have had to refresh this thing so many times because. Just, just god awful streaming services. So, I'm but sure. Would... I'm sure there's a lot of people watching right, or listening right now that also have been uh, feeling the same thing. So, yeah, just some bad, bad stuff. And what I'd like to add is, you know, I was I was streaming TNT two or three years ago, so I'm glad to see that they've not even attempted to get better since then because that no. was their issue two to three years ago. Not even a little bit. That's great. Not even a little bit. Good for them. So it looks like the Bucks be up be up uh, in one. Colin Cowherd sucks. That's something that we can all pretty much agree on. I think uh, that's a, that's a good place to stop. But before we go, we will be giving Sarah a homework assignment because apparently she has finished her her classic Oreos. But Dusty did a, did a taste test. Uh, mm. We need to we need to hear a little bit because uh, it, for our our one friend who does enjoy timing our Oreo cookie talk, mm. feel free to start your timer right now. Mm-hmm. Dusty, I want to hear you had two different types of Oreos and I also had one. So, uh, I what, did, I want to hear what you hear. Steve, you've been banging the drum for the fudge covered. Um, and then I went to go pick those up and then I also picked up the s'mores Oreos because why not? Um, uh, the fudge covered was good. Uh, you you were talking about your fudge covered were like basically your one B to classic Oreo for all yep. time, which I think it was good. I honestly think it was a bit much. I, I wasn't like I did like the Oreo um, the Oreo wafer was still crispy. It wasn't soggy. It was still crispy. You still had that Oreo taste, but I felt like the fudge detracted too much from the taste. I felt like I felt like if they just gave me like a big brick of that fudge, it would have tasted roughly the same as a fudge covered <laughs> Oreo. Like it wasn't. This, this it wasn't. Real? It wasn't no, no, no. that different. It was fine. It was fine. I, you know, I'm not going to say too many bad to, things about it. You have to be able to understand that. Like, it's going to be a little bit more chocolate, fudge covered, obviously. But man, like the the essence of an Oreo is the crispiness of the cookie, and that was a crisp damn cookie. It was, but I also want to be able to taste the Oreo, and I feel like I couldn't taste enough. It was like a um, like an Oreo cake pop, but not soggy. Which is fine. It's just not. It's not going to be something I'm going to go to. So I don't know. I liked it. I didn't yeah, love it. Whatever. And then the s'mores one was s'mores one was fine. It, it couldn't really taste everything in there. Like it didn't really nope. like the the nope. cookie itself didn't really taste like a graham cracker. But then you also had the two. We had two levels. So of was the, it a graham cracker cookie? 
I think it was supposed to be a graham cracker cookie, but it didn't taste uh-huh. graham crackery. And then you had the um, so the two different types of filling. Thing. You had like a chocolate and a marshmallow, but I couldn't really tell much of the difference. Like it, overall, it was like um, tasted like a just like another Oreo with that kind of cookie. Like it didn't. If you would have handed it to me, I would have said that's fine. That's that's a fine cookie. Um, it did not taste like s'mores at all. So slightly disappointed because I had really high hopes for that. That was gonna be really good. All right, Sarah, tell us what's what's gonna be your next uh, Oreo purchase. I honestly by don't the next know. Week, by the I, next week, you have I know. To I'm going. One. Well, I'm going this weekend because I told you guys I finished my original pack, so I need to buy a new pack. Mm-hmm. And you have guys convinced me that I can't buy the original again, and that I need to try something new. You do. So when I go to the store, or 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 you could buy two packs of cookies. That's true. That's crazy. I know it's a crazy thought, but you know you could have more. Than one slow down, Steve. Slow Ooh, I'm getting down. crazy over here. <laughs> So you're just going to go and kind of feel it out, Sarah, kind of see what's on the shelf, see what grabs yeah, you. Yeah, I'll probably like send you guys a picture and be like, oh, that's good. What are yeah. you suggesting? Because I don't, okay. I like, when I go, I literally have like tunnel vision. I just grab the one I need and then I leave. So I haven't really sat there and like examined. Have you, have you had the peanut butter, Sarah? Have you had the peanut butter ones yet? Yeah, I have. I, I mean, I think they're good. I'm not like a huge peanut butter person okay. though. So that's okay. probably why I'm not like crazy about them, but I think they're good. So. Okay. I, I completely agree. Picked up the peanut butter ones. Thought they were good, not great. That was, Dusty, that was Dusty's number one. So, oh man, I love that cookie so much. I, I tell you, I cookie. went and I saw those on the shelf, and I don't always see them. And it was everything in my power to not just buy those. So I branched out for you guys because I love you guys, and I want to try uh, especially the fudge, Steve, which you've been banging the drum for. I so I did that instead of the peanut butter. I appreciate that you tried that, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm team player, Steve. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, the three of us are tossing around the idea of starting a food podcast. So we want we want names. We need a name of a good podcast because we can't do it. We can't figure it out ourselves. It's just not happening. Oh, and just uh, and just to put this out there, we can't do snack a day because we will not be doing it every day because we no, will die. No, so we've already together. that one's yeah. been ruled out already. Just to let everyone know, maybe a once a week. It's podcast. a killer name. It'd be a perfect a name. We snack just, a we day can't. podcast would be amazing, but I'm we not going to, I don't want to talk to these fools every single day. I don't want to try any snack every day. I feel like I would die. <laughs> but if you're interested in snacks, go follow, <laughs> go follow Snack Stalker on Instagram because it's yeah. a really good account. So. Yeah, Sarah, you, you tossed that my way and I have not been disappointed. So thank you. <laughs> that was the weirdest like promotion for something you're not involved in at all <laughs> it's just the most generic thing hey hey you hey you kids you like do you like snacks you like snack foods i i i too a regular person like snack foods if you enjoy snack foods like i do <laughs> well done sarah uh well i mean this has been impressive we we officially talked about nothing for a good like half hour 45 minutes i'm pretty impressed with us and we Mm. ended it all with some oreo cookie talk but we will be back again next week uh hopefully we will have something uh a little more packers friendly because they'll give us something to talk about but we are we are officially in the doldrums of the boring part of the season for the packers but uh my my fingers crossed i'm really gonna hope that i can get dusty and sarah on board with uh talking about Packers uniforms next week. Because um, I kind of, I, I enjoy when the internet explodes because of, of stupid, stupid things. And 
the Packers need new uniforms, and I think that's something we should discuss. We'll uh, we'll, we'll go there next week, maybe. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm ready for it, yes. Steve. I don't oh, know if I'm ready for yeah, what the reaction is going to be. I feel but... like you guys might actually get into a real fight. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen last week. I legitimately thought it was going to happen last week. <laughs> it did not, so I think we're solid, no, man. Listen, well, I think it worked. Dusty has a lot of stupid stuff to say, but you know I still love him, and we, we you know we move on. And he yeah, I, I have stupid you're things right. to say as well. I was I was the one saying stupid things last week, Steve. Me, <laughs> I Me, really the, appreciate that you're the the bigger man, the be. man who respects the Beatles for all their contributions of music. I'm the one who's dumb and not level headed. That's fine, Steve. That's fine. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate appreciate you being honest. That's really nice of you. I can't make it next week. But that no, that'll that'll be it for us. We'll end on uh, Dusty's apology to me, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> We will be back. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Packaday Podcast, uh, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, at Steve Perhatch. Hit us all up on Twitter. And you know there's going to be some stupid stuff going around tonight about how, uh, how Dusty is wrong about everything. But feel free to hit us on Twitter, and we will catch you guys next week. As always, go Pack Go. One kick away from the NFC Championship game from the 41. Left hash mark. 51 yard field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick to the upright. And it is right to the It is good. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. And what a happy bunch of Green Bay Packers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.